and welcome to another episode of the ghost in the magazine i'm steph i'm jay we're together and alone again, again. what the fuck is it with these possession movies and them leaving us alone at least there was a break ellen and i did prince of darkness which was a really good time but like <laughs> jay doesn't get in on any of the good time possession shit you know what this reminds me of it reminds me of in scary movie 2 whenever brenda's like how come whenever all this scary shit is going down, white people want to split up? Right, it's okay. Like, That's valid, and it's one of my main criticisms here. Of this film? throughout my notes. Yeah. Yes, okay, so this week we did Evil Dead. We did not do... Um, the sorry, remake, yeah. This, we did not well, do the original because neither of us felt like renting it. No, this is the 2013 remake. Yes. But okay. According to the director, it's not so much a remake because it happened 30 years after the original film. Okay, in in the land of anything, that doesn't fucking matter. But I can say, I am usually like a hypercritical bitch when it comes to like remakes and reboots and things like that. What I can say is that um, this seems like a completely different entity than the original so it can Mm -hmm. be allowed to be a remake but I like that it is its own thing and it stands up really well like both of them are well known for their own things you know the original Mm -hmm. was well known for being campy (laughs) and and actually for like you know propelling the um army of darkness which was even better so that but I also vividly remember watching this movie in the movie theater like like literally I remember exactly (laughs) like when it came out I had never seen the original at that point and we're not going to talk too much about like comparison or anything like that because we didn't watch it but I remember being scared of the trailer and and um I was I hadn't even moved to Daytona yet. It was so long ago. And the guy that I was dating at the time who I was, I ended up moving to Daytona with had driven the hour and a half to like spend the day with me. And we went into Gainesville to watch this movie. And I purposely watched the original first because I had already known what people said about it. And all I can say is thank God that I did because being in in the dark theater watching this shit without like watching the other one first, I probably would have left. Because it was that frightening? It was overwhelming. At that point, it was probably the most overwhelming movie that I had watched in, in the movie theater. And like, there's no escape. There's no blanket. There's no... Since then, I've experienced The Witch, Midsummer, and Hereditary in the movie theaters, and by far those were much more intense, but at that time I was 22. Uh, 24 is another beast, though. It is, but... We digress. We're really good at doing that. So I want to crawl through this movie, and I never want to crawl through shit. Like, you want to crawl love- through this movie like uh, Gian Levy at the end of it? My lip just started shaking. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Cold, cold open. What do you think of the um, twist with the cold open? I honestly thought the opening was fucking hilarious. And I know that it's, it's not supposed to be at all. No. I, I like it. Okay. I like the whole ambiance that this girl just fucking alone in the creepy woods and this whole forest is frightening okay like Mm -hmm. i literally have goosebumps thinking because i watched it in uhd and i have a 4k tv and my apartment is small so there's not much space between me and this (laughs) it probably it probably doesn't help you that most of the forest in this film looks like it's the bayou which is interesting because it's set in michigan where i grew up it's just following you this film i feel like was destined for you Steph. (laughs) Don't say things like that. I have to be able to sleep tonight. There's a Necronomicon out there somewhere that's trying to draw you in and failing. It's going to continue to fail because unlike the bitches in this fucking movie, I'm smart. 
So, well, they have some smart moments. However, they also have some, they do have smart moments, not all of them, but some of them. Um, but then they counter it with this super dumb shit. Well, specifically, one character does a lot of stupid dumb shit. And I have an issue with this one character, this Jared Leto fucking Jeffrey Dahmer looking ass. Okay. Sorry, getting ahead let's, of <laughs> Let's All right, let's set the tone, okay? <laughs> Mia is the girl who gets possessed. I, I did really good this movie. I know everybody's name except for the girlfriend. I don't know what the fuck her name Natalie. is. Natalie. Natalie. Which I don't blame you. She has maybe like five lines throughout the whole thing. Also, and... respectfully, no one of his childhood friends have met her. Don't take her. See, here's the thing. Jane Levy was also in a film called About Adam, which is almost very similar to this, except for... Uh, huh? Is it? It's very similar to this, except for she is the girlfriend that's brought along. She doesn't know any of the childhood friend. They're all in their like 30s. She's in her 20s. Um, they all have to go to this cabin, to this dude, Adam, who tries to um, commit on is a life. Is there also possession in this movie? No, no, no. This this turns out to be very like it turns out to be a drama, but it's also kind of like wholesome a, a bit at the end. Oh, not I digress. like this movie. <laughs> no, but Jean Levy is also there, and she is that character that we have written off here because she's very bland, very good in that other film. Surprisingly, her okay, but her acting is tremendous. Okay, her oh, acting- absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Just does it for this movie. Like, if I feel like if they had cast anybody else, it wouldn't be as like, oh god, it's so good. Like, I would, I just, it's so good. She's fantastic in everything. She's in like uh, Suburgatory. Um, I did you ever see Suburgatory? That, but she's in uh, Don't Breathe, right? That's her. I think so. Yeah. That movie. And we're this, gonna have to. Oh, cover this it. is this this the guy that directed this directed Don't Breathe. So Mia is um a drug addict unfortunately and she has tried quitting drugs before which her brother doesn't know he doesn't he's not really a part of her life um which Mm -hmm. i find interesting that she wanted him to be a part of this when they have their mother was dying in a mental hospital he left her the sister alone to deal with that he like went off to the city to go to school and then like stop talking to his friends so i think it's very strange that they would invite him to be a part of this. And he he shows that he's still not super reliable because he's two hours late. Your sister has a drug problem. You're doing a super dramatic fucking thing in the woods with your childhood friends. You're bringing your girlfriend to meet your drug addict sister and these people and expose like all of your childhood wounds and trauma. And they have a lot for like for the first time. Be on time. And can we talk about the... Can we talk about the other couple in this film? <clears throat> Eric and, and Olivia, yes, or to quote South Park token, because she is the token black character in this and fucking I film. I love her. She's so, I'm sorry. She's so hot. I love a lot of things that she's in. She was in uh, Gotham, wasn't she? I didn't, I didn't watch Gotham. Today. Everything I fucking need, you've never seen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tell me a horror movie. But she was in this fantastic boy witch movie called The Covenant. And I love her and that movie, but I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> and thus enters my least favorite character and the one yeah. I have so many thoughts about. Because why is he such an asshole, David? I have a theory that he's like okay in I love have... with david literally that was my theory yes yes literally. yes man yes because they're all yes. grown-ups at this point right and and yeah. um, olivia is like dude like get over it he's here now you know people do grow apart like childhood friends. i have one friend from high school that i still talk to and who is like coming to miami next month and hit me up but, like we don't talk daily she's like i'm gonna be in your city and i literally haven't spoken to her in like a couple years you know i've but... got one friend from university that i still talk to regularly because the rest of them are scattered across the globe like the ones locally i only talk to one of them it and just that's be like that they're, they're like an hour up the road yeah it so just be like that but he's understandable <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's he he's like yeah well he doesn't care about us and blah 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 and i'm just like he's holding on not emoting 
No. Not emoting. Until, mm, mm. <laughs> There's one point where he does emote later on, and it comes at a very pivotal moment where David has, uh, has his heart broken, let's say, and he starts laughing. So, Erica right. Dick. Yeah, Erica Dick. Olivia is a precious human being who is a registered nurse, and Natalie... It's like, oh, yeah, you're the doctor, which I feel like there's a huge difference between nurse and doctor. And she knew that. And it was kind of like a shitty interjection for her to say, because there's no way that David would have said, oh, this is my friend, the doctor. Natalie is the other character that I have an issue with, but I think that she's important so much as she is that sort of blank slate character. That's our way of being introduced into this friend group. Because yeah. Natalie doesn't know the rest of them. Everyone has to get introduced to her. So we're learning everyone's names that way very early on. That part, that's, that is very important. And I love that she's an outside perspective witnessing all the fucking crazy. So she's like us. She's literally us. She is, but she turns out to be, like, for a blonde character, she turns out to be a fucking badass. She's also, I think, the scariest <laughs> of the mm-hmm. possessed people mm. okay i've learned i've learned apparently that they're called deadites yes they are called deadites and this is where Elle got confused because she thought evil dead was zombie and i'm like the reason why it seems that way is because in the original movie the makeup they look like zombies i i don't mm-hmm. think that they they're had all like they're all green and their faces are peeling off yeah whereas it's hilarious in- in this film, all of the injuries that are done to every character, you see them on screen. You see them happen and they are explainable. They're not just like one second normal, then they turn and suddenly they're plastered in green makeup. Right. They're incredibly explainable. It's literally laid out. It's mapped out what's going to happen to mm-hmm. people. You just are not sure which person it's going to happen to, which I think is incredible when we think about like, what is like what are the rules this is the definition of what are the rules i'm geeking out a little bit like I just... it it is the definition of what are the rules but i find it very interesting that this is maybe this is the second or third film that we've done together this series the that third. doesn't mention catholicism at all oh this is no, the first yeah. time that we've got out the realm of religion and we're into like pseudo uh lovecraftian shit with the, the, the Necronomicon. Yes. Okay. But I feel like the Necronomicon in this instance is used so loosely. But but then again, I was thinking about the Necronomicon because I remembered the alien episode that Gabriel and I did because the artists who work on the set with them had made a Necronomicon filled with art that was like humans mixed with like oh, mechanisms. And very so I think interesting. There are many yeah, yeah. That's uh, Geiger, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yes. You said his name and everything came flooding back. All right. So here are all these lovely people in the middle of the fucking woods and they're about to do this shit. She makes... I thought it was nice that, that David gave Mia that necklace. I didn't look anything up about it, but it's from a buckthorn tree. And it's, it's, in the, um, it's in the other films. It's it? uh, it's it's a uh, one of the symbols throughout the other films. It's a necklace with like a magnifying glass on it, and um, at the end, actually, uh, it's mirrored from one of the earlier films where the chain is actually in the shape. Uh, the broken chain is in the shape of a skull on the ground. It's all very dramatic, and I. Mm-hmm here for it um but super glad that i watched it uh in the morning and not at night because it's just it's just a lot like it's a lot and with a film that came out around the same time that like marvel and all these superhero films Mm -hmm. are hitting their peak it doesn't languish on any one image too long that they're like hey remember this remember this from the original no it just like shows you a shot of it and then it moves on because it's got a plot that needs to keep moving and it literally never stops which is another Mm -mm. thing that i love about this movie it never stops there's not a dull moment in this movie and visually it's for it being disgusting it's it's really beautiful and um i love it that initial shot after the cold open of like the the 
uh, eagle vision sort of of that car swerving through the woods reminded me so much of Get Out. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Ugh, I'm sorry. I'm it's okay. No, this is, this is what we talk about. This is the podcast. <laughs> and I haven't been so, I mean, I was hyped uh, last movie, but I haven't been like, like so excited and like enraptured by a movie in in a minute um it's interesting to be enamored by a horror film in this podcast because no harm to you all none of us seem to agree on a film or we always have something negative to say about it Mm -hmm. um and that usually falls down to the time it was made or problems with the script or problems with the way a character is represented i feel like this is like the like you know the way comedians have like the tight five that they have like the five jokes they know we're gonna hit yes this is probably the tightest script to script to screen that we've seen in a while it's hilarious because i literally constantly say possession shit is not my fucking jam it's just not it's it's a it's a genre i cannot vibe with i have so many issues with i'm willing to put up with for the podcast but I love this movie and I, I, I know that I'm going to watch it again. I just have to give big breaks in between it because then that like keeps the magic alive. Exactly. Yeah. You know, this is not one that I can like watch every year, but I also got to put like two, three years in between that and then come back to it. But um, it's easily like, it, it's easily inched its way, not even inched its way. It shot its way up in my uh, horror movie list of like my favorites it's, you're so it's, welcome it's up there thank you for suggesting this okay. and, and originally everybody this was not going to be the last movie and then mm-hmm. i just when jay and i recorded together i was like i think we have to do the evil dead i think we have to do evil dead and i'm happy we're here one important thing is that eric and olivia pull david aside and they let him know we've done this before so we don't want to let Mia leave. Um, so that Eric. gives <laughs> Eric in his like non-emoting like serial killer face, just sort of staring out with those fucking Jeffrey Dahmer glasses, just like mm-hmm. it didn't stick. It's like, oh, you're. So- I hate. I, I hate wasn't this character as bothered. So much. I wasn't as bothered by Eric as you are. Um, I not am, that because <laughs> I I found out I found out that he's oh, a high school English teacher. It doesn't say it in the film. Apparently, it was in the script, and it pisses me off because that's what I am fucking going to be in a couple of years' time. I did not know that. This stupid bitch finds the one book in a house and is like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! We're literally almost there, Jay. We're almost there. Okay. So this is an important." thing that they don't want to allow her to leave and at first David's like oh I love my sister even though I don't speak to her and um had no idea that she OD'd and died from drugs um so if she wants to leave we're gonna get ultimately he ends up doing the right thing and not letting her go I can't say if it's the right thing I'm not a nurse I don't know how to deal with withdrawing addicts but it's you you know what? You raise a point there, and I think that it comes down to the fact that David is a tofu boy, which is a phrase that you coined that I am going to fucking use again. He is absorbing everything that people are saying to him. He's entrusting everyone to have a better opinion, and he is flip-flopping so easily throughout this whole film. Like, I can't do it. I'll do it. I'm not going to do it. I'll do it. Yes, he does that. I think he redeems himself in the end and becomes like a fried tofu boy because he makes an executive decision that pays out. So the whole time, Mia is like, what's that smell? What's that smell? And she gets more upset about it as like withdrawal symptoms are hitting her and everyone's like, there's no smell, there's no smell. Well, Grandpa, the dog. Oh, Grandpa. So grandpa is a good boy and he, you know, finds the source of the smell. They move this rug and there is a whole blood trail leading to a, I, a door. In the I had, door? I had a little issue with that whenever I first saw it. Cause I'm like, are you telling me you didn't see the blood trail being like led out through half of the room it just by this tiny faded. little rug? 
outside of the the perimeter of the rug. It just mysteriously faded. But I'm a little, I'm just a tiny bit confused about the timeline because they used to go there when they were kids. And then somehow this old timey burn fest with happens between then and them being adults. Well, I think it happened uh, maybe not recently, but certainly within the last maybe five years. My reasoning for this is that I had, we later find out that there's uh, rules about a certain big bad that might be appearing later on. Um, and that the rules are it needs five souls. Mm-hmm. There are five people in the house. What a coincidence. <laughs> Two of them live and aren't taken by the demon. And yet the big bad appears. I'm willing to bet that Maybe one of them who was influenced by the demon, but wasn't, you know, fully dead. That's one, two, three, four. And then the girl from the cold open is the fifth one. Ah, because there's no other people. So yeah, just, yeah that makes yeah. sense. It was just interrupted. So it was a pause in the mm-hmm. ritual. But like, we, we have no idea what happened to this girl. Like Mm-mm. how she got that way. Who read the fuck book? You know what I and mean? And those cats, those cats do look like they've got some skin on them still. Oh, yeah, they're still juicy. And they are in a damp-ass basement. So, like... And also, there was a garbage bag around it. So we know that they're still in the, like, 2000s. (laughs) It's a lot. So so there's, like, a a bunch of cats hanging from the ceiling. You can see where that girl was burnt. Then there is the book. Then there's, you know... Can I, okay. can I talk about Captain fucking Exposition walking up and touching the burnt post just in case we did just in case we didn't get, you know, the gist that, oh, all the cats from it hang the roof. This is the same place as the start of the film. No, he touches this post. And it's like someone was burned here. And then there's a flashback scene just for a second to the girl burning. Super unnecessary, but he was probably trying to work it out for himself. And he had to say it out loud. You know, it, some people struggle with thoughts and that's okay so it is yeah sure but tofu boy david is just saying what he sees at this stage yeah well you know sometimes it's hard being alive i don't know (laughs) so in comes the book it's literally covered in a garbage bag it's wrapped in barbed wire so here's where i want to pause and a thing about movies that we cover I always try to put myself in other people's shoes. I always have the mindset of, well, we don't really know what we would do in that position. Fuck all. I know exactly what the fuck I would do in that position. First of all, okay. First of all, I grew up in Michigan. Never have I ever been out in a cabin in the woods like that. Never. Would I? I've been camping, but in a tent on a campground, okay? And I am brown. Typically speaking, Brown people don't really find themselves in situations like that for reasons, okay? I hate to be stereotypical. No, this movie is stereotypical. You know why? Because the first fucking death in this film is the poor black girl, Olivia. They had to get her out of the way because she would have made way too much sense. She's also fucking smart because she's a nurse. So second of all, I smell dead shit somewhere. I am not investigating nothing. I am leaving. Get my keys. Got to go. I'm sorry, girlfriend. We're not doing this. Call me when you want to do things the right way. I'll drive you to rehab. I'm not doing this shit. Third of all, I've seen The Mummy. No harm ever came from reading a book, especially a book that's wrapped in barbed wire. Absolutely not. I'm not doing that shit. And how do you know it's a book? Who is cleaning out a fucking basement full of dead shit and thinking let's pick and choose what we want here just in case you know like you're no, cleaning out your spare room or something no res- you are binning <laughs> everything in there Respectfully, and you are throwing it in the trash for good measure burn the whole fucking thing down burning down you don't need that it, it wasn't even livable when they got there there's blood no, everywhere no it was falling apart it was the door was kicked in burn it down start it over but it did make sense that it was in Michigan and not in the bayou because there was a basement. There's no basements in Florida because it's sinking into the ocean. Mm, that's true. I probably thought it was like the bayou because she does end up. Maya does drive a car into like a little lake. Yes, yes, yes. But also 
there's these mysterious mountain people trying to rid the girl of the demon. There's not no backwoods mountain people in Michigan. They're probably thinking of Virginia or the Hills of Ice sort of shit. Your woman did speak again. We're going for the foreigners here. What is it with Americans that think foreigners have special powers? I do not have a pot of gold, my guys. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? If I had a pot of gold, I'd be fucking living in America already. <laughs> okay, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. You're right, you're right. Okay, we digress. Okay. We digress a little bit, but the whole book thing and taking it out of its spot, that is some supremely white people shit. And it's Eric that does it. It's it fucking Eric. Eric that does it. Yeah, we know he went to college because he's a teacher. So, like, what on God's green earth made you think, let me... Anyways. It's his Jared Letters shit, because all I could think whenever I looked at him with his long ass hair, with no glasses, I want to add with the glasses, I thought, Jeffrey Dahmer, he takes the glasses off, he's fucking uh, Jared Leto from Morbius. I, I don't even want to talk about that. Eric, who's supposed to be there for his friend, is upstairs taking a pair of um, oh, wire cutters gonna... to the wires. Oh. He starts. He starts. He starts sketching it out and reading. Even though the book is filled with signs that are like, "Stop fucking reading! Don't read Leave this. this book Don't alone. write it. Leave it. Burn it. You can't burn it, but you we'll can. find that out later." Um, and he decides to sketch this out and say shit like Karen. <laughs> I believe one of the words was Karen. And uh, whenever no. he finishes this incantation, it's, we get this zoom. It wasn't Karen. Oh, it sounded like I know Karen, the words. <laughs> and don't, we don't, don't say that. no, 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 Who do you think you're talking to? I would never, even if I got paid. You're right. If, 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 if Parker or L were here, we would be in trouble. And that's why it's just us together yeah, on this yeah, episode. No, no. Thank, thank you, baby. We Jesus. learned, we, we learned our lesson with the exorcist. Um, no, whenever he reads out these words to himself, he like whispers them in his serial killer-esque way. Uh, we get this crash zoom through the woods, like POV shot of Which I something. Love. Cu- uh, oh, it's great. Uh, coming straight up the uh, Maya, Maya vomiting, which... Yes, yes. Um, because That's it flashes it something in her head and she sees somewhere in the woods this uh, dilapidated figure. I almost said um, this lady, but it's not a lady. Um, it it I know possesses it's, her I, in the face, but I know it's not a lady uh, because they keep saying he is coming uh, later on in the film. But it's always presenting itself as a female. But it's her face, and I think it's like a mockery of her at her being like mm. the vessel or whatever. Because the body, there's there's nothing there, and it's like naked um, at the end. You know, mm-hmm. and it has like a shawl on. Them. It's a, yeah. Not to bring, because we did this last time, not to bring Harry Potter into this again, but it did look like Dobby's like little fucking bed <laughs> sheet thing. Dobby is a free elf. We don't talk about him. So yes, that happens. And then she freaks the fuck out, rightfully so, because she's like, I'm going with through withdrawals. But like, this is not fucking normal. This has never happened before. She steals the keys. She steals the station wagon and she crashes it in the water, right? He swerves off the road to avoid that that figure that she saw yeah (laughs) so okay let me pause first we will come right back to this but i think that there is okay i think that there are two entities only one that is happening but what it was saying in the book was like the last phase was the abomination right but there's Mm -hmm. also a darker figure so it's very much like that father-son kind of thing the bad way and, but and, then that would mean that there's, because if it's a mockery of uh, the Trinity, then surely there's like a Holy Ghost as well, or an know, unholy shit, ghost. Shit. Maybe it's that shit that blows the fucking door open and she starts screaming. Maybe it's, it's, it's spicy wind, if oh, you will. Which, which, that door that gets blown open and you hear like this uh, screaming voice that is actually a cameo from the first film. Yes, that it is. is. Yeah. Yes, it is. And I love that shit. So. Um, I think maybe you're right. Uh, let's say the Holy Ghost, Unholy Ghost, is that little worm creature. <laughs> <gasps> okay, we're going to get to that right now. Okay. It's one of the scenes that 
will stick with me forever. This one and another one that's not nearly as wicked, I feel. There's a couple. But this one literally scared the shit out of me when I watched it in the movie theater. It scared the fuck out of me, okay? So she's running away from this thing that's like rising out of the sludge in the water. It comes out, she's chasing in the woods, she, she trips and she falls into a thorn bush. But the thorns like come alive and strap her down. And then... Mm-hmm. Which wasn't in the original script, was actually suggested by one of the producers as a callback to the original film. That made my eyes water a little bit. Because um, it sort of, it, it gets really uh, hentai, can we say that? It, I mean, it does. It's incredibly graphic. It's very scary. Like, you think about the woods attacking you in that way, and like, I would burn down every tree that ever existed, ever. But then the entity approaches her, and it opens its mouth, and this thorny worm thing, the thick one, comes out of mm-hmm. its body. And- Which... Bear a striking resemblance to the barbed wire that wrapped was wrapped around the book. Yes, it did. Ugh. But also like Sorry. the 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 reeds that were wrapped like the thorns that were wrapped around her throat and arms. Yeah. It was a little bit Blair Witch, I'll be honest with you, because you do get that then vision of the other thing that's and it's sort of framed in like this almost thorn halo around them. Which yeah. if we're going to that sort of ungodly place then that is the exact opposite of like a saint's halo that you see in uh well also the crown of thorns jesus's crown of thorns when he was on. oh there's a lot i thought watching this a lot like i'm like i can't draw this back to catholicism or christianity again but uh, there's so many scenes where i'm like this looks so reminiscent of bits from christianity like the nails or even later on shithead eric gets a head wound you see the blood dripping down from his long hair and it's like that's passion from the christ passion of the christ passion from the christ i like the subtlety i like the subtlety of that as opposed to the in your face shit from like the exorcist and the right like the in your face religion stuff because they they don't talk about church like they're not like they didn't do a prayer over her or anything like they he didn't give her a rosary or a cross and the one thing that is like a protection amulet is wiccan almost it's pagan but (laughs) this worm thing it's so hard it it's a wuha worm it it crawled up her wuha with all of its thorns, and she was never the same, okay? Okay, but, like, you know that's someone's fetish. <laughs> Yay! If we're, bringing this, if we're bringing this back to Catholicism and Christianity, it is canon that whenever Jesus was in the garden, after the Last Supper, he saw all the sins of humanity that would ever be or ever could be, and he still chose to die for them. He saw bronies. Is bronyism a sin? Bestiality. Steph just tried to take a drink and stopped mid midstream. Okay. She got a woo worm, okay? And then her friends find her all curled up at the base of the tree and they bring her back. So here, this is the other scene. <laughs> this is the other scene that really stuck with me that I'll like always see forever. But all of this, like the 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 soft, or I shouldn't say soft, but like the low, creepy music and and just everything was just so good. But then she's in her room and the nurse friend was like, ah, oh, she's talking about a lady in the woods and all this crazy withdrawal talk. And the brother goes and into she sedates her. Yeah. I have n- she looked so terrified. She looked genu- genuinely scared to death. And that scares me. It's so scary. And he's just like, it's all in your head. We're not going anywhere. She's like, you have to get out. You have to get me out of here. There's something in the woods. It's in here with me. And when they pan over to the mirror shot of that thing, like, and like blood mm-hmm. splooting out of that, its mouth. That mirror shot brought me back to uh, the first, the first horror film that I properly sat down in the cinema and watched, which was The Conjuring. And you know, the witch on top of the fucking yes! wardrobe yes! and this viewing from the mouth, that <laughs> that happened because it was like such a calm scene she looked in the mirror fucking horror i got an actual 
Because <laughs> that scene with Bathsheba on top of the thing in The Conjuring. We ain't talking about The Conjuring anymore. We did our time with it. <laughs> you're right. You're right. We left that shit in December. Okay. So, um, well, I mean, they're, you know, trying to settle down. David decides he's going to take the cats down from the fucking hooks in the thing, which, all mm-hmm. right. And Eric is upstairs reading the fucking book again because he's a nerd. Okay, but if he was such a fucking nerd and he read the book cover to cover, he would have figured out a way to stop it because the lady in the beginning... Also, this guy has had like an afternoon Mm -hmm. with this book and decided that he knows everything. And then he's criticizing David for doing fuck all for his little sister when Eric won't come down and help his fucking friends. Olivia makes a really valid point. Like, maybe you shouldn't touch the book that's made of actual skin and you should help that guy take the cats down from the ceiling. I feel like that takes precedence. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm a high school teacher. I possibly took dead cats with my literary hands. Listen, hi, hi, Lon. We run a literary magazine. Let's not fucking judge him for that. But if my cabin was filled with dead cats, I'm taking them shits down. Yeah, yeah. But also, he's sitting reading this like, no, it's okay. I teach Catcher in the Rye. I can translate this. Yeah, it's not like he's taking a, a course in like translating not a, languages he's not like a professor. the lady in the last movie. He's not a professor. He's they, he's the guy they, from fucking um, Perks of Being a Wallflower. He's Paul Rudd. I love Paul Rudd. Shut up. We don't talk about Dobby and we don't talk about Paul Rudd, okay? His name out your fucking mouth. Don't get us banned from places, okay? We're not. We're not getting banned. We're just gonna get Will Smith up on our grill. His people. Oh God, his people are coming for us. I mean, <laughs> we don't talk about Will Smith, Jay. Why is it always me that gets celebrities to sue us? <laughs> this is this is fucking Brody all over again. <laughs> it's like your. It's like your thing. You know, everyone's got a thing. That's yours. All right, Mister. So, meanwhile, David finds the myrtled corpse of Grandpa and the bloody hammer with which Mia did it. And there is... And just assumes, assumes it was Maya. Why wouldn't he? Why would he? Someone did it. Yeah, but Mia was in the car. She was driving away. She didn't, like... She did it though. Back. They show a whole. I know, of I know, her doing I know. It. But why did he assume it was her? He because assumed it was her. It's because not she's, like uh-uh, she's the only unhinged one going through withdrawals. Literally stole a car, crashed it, and is talking about a lady in the woods in a Wuha warp. If you didn't see it happen, you're gonna assume that okay. she's unhinged. But let's go back to the time. The timing of this you're, whole thing. You're defending her when she did it. <laughs> I, I am. I am. David immediately, immediately assumed it was her. Let's look at the temporal framework Only after here. he saw the bloody hammer. Because his first thought let's, was, what did you get into? Let's look at the temporal framework here. I don't want to. Maya runs inside after vomiting. Takes the keys, runs, out, jumps out the window, drives off. Right? They find her in the woods. Bring her back, sedate her. At what point do you think that David thinks she killed the dog? Because she didn't like fucking jog back, <laughs> kill the dog, and jog roast back out you. again. Okay, and you asked her. I'm about to roast you. And you asked for it, okay? Go on then. Go on then. First of all, she fucking did it, okay? Second of did all. Did she? Or was it the other mm, creature thing? It, it what? No. It solely because why would it kill? Why would it kill the dog? It's a demon. What do you mean? It killed everybody. First of all, they show her when she wasn't even possessed yet. Sneak out the fucking window. There could have been any point where she snuck out the window to kill this dog. Sedation obviously didn't do anything. Period. Your arguments don't mean anything. They have a really bad habit in this movie. Of leaving people places that they shouldn't unsupervised. Yeah, that's my point, is that she wasn't unsupervised. She was unsupervised. There is no actual timeline here because it's a movie. They don't stay in the room with her. She goes in there to sedate her and assumes that it's fine. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. I am willing to put this to one side only because... I'm right. 
No, only because she did kill the dog. I'm not <laughs> trying to say that she didn't, right? Yes, yes you are. That's I'm, your argument. No, 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 no. My argument isn't she didn't kill the dog. My argument is fucking David assumed that his Rightfully sister would so. kill her own dog. She's going through withdrawals and is highly unpredictable. And that's not going to get her fucking home, which is what she wants. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> she wants to get home. She She's wants mad. to get out of there to get more drugs. Yes, and they won't let her leave. She's so she mad. thinks, fuck it, I'm going to take it out in something that I love and not something you love. Jay, she killed the dog. <laughs> she did. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I know. Why would anyone else do it? Even if it's a flimsy motive for her to have, she's not right. So this leads us to a scene where he is slamming down the door, trying to get into her while she's in the shower. And at this point, the deadite or demon inside her starts to turn the heat up, which scalds the water with her standing underneath it. Yeah, she's boiling. And the way her skin bursts underneath that. Oh, oh. that was so... Oh, it was... Eh. Made my butthole pucker. <laughs> you know what? I didn't even say pucker last episode. <laughs> we talked with each other. I went, I've, my butthole went... Mm. Same and, thing. And I've said it in another episode, too. <laughs> I didn't realize. Pucker. Pucker. Oh, Christ, Steph. You're, you know, really know how to play to the kinky crowd, don't you? <laughs> Booty clenches for days. It got me. It's it's whenever you see something like when you're playing a scary game and something shocks you just mildly and you go. Mm. It's I like don't that, play mm. scary games for that reason because I can do horror movies. I can't no, but do you... situations where I am in control of what's going to happen. But you watch people playing these yes, scary I games. Do. Yeah, I yeah. Do. So you know that reaction. <laughs> Speaking of which, there is an Evil Dead video game. No, thank you. You get to play as Ash. I mean, I did Maybe. watch Ash versus Evil Dead, and it is a really good time. I think Bruce Campbell is so funny. He's his character is gross, but like he's so funny. Yeah, the prosthetics in this whole film are fantastic. Fantastic. I. But you know, you know that they didn't even get a nod at the Oscars, probably. I know, which I find really disrespectful because, like, take everything into consideration, you know what I mean? But they're very, very biased against the horror community, but thank God we're allowed to it's have like, podcasts. It's like the original Suicide Squad, you know, that really terrible film yes. that only, let's say, fucking Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn was good enough to come out of? Yeah, Literally. that film won Best Makeup at the Oscars. See, that pisses me off because that's wrong. This, mm. this shit. This, this shit. this shit. Like through the through the whole movie. I am such a, a sucker for practical effects. I literally watched that four-hour documentary. The um the one that did all of the uh Nightmare on Elm Street movies where they mm. they mm-hmm. just explain all of how they did all of the effects all the practical effects yeah yes i love i literally think it's like magic like that is art to me and i I know not everybody is like oh blood or whatever but it's not real it was the 70s 80s 90s horror where they just had to get so brutal and practical with it Mm -hmm. like you need prosthetics there there can't be like there's no cgi yet Mm -hmm. let's just use prosthetics and i think this film definitely went back to it and definitely uh just excelled at it like yes there's no campiness here like the blood is bright red it's not realistic but it's so gory and gorgeous and it just it's it's like a steak that you just want to sink your like i i take my steak medium well (laughs) but you know the you know when people describe it like you cut into it and there's blood coming out that's what this film is yeah, see, I'm, I'm on a different spectrum because I don't even eat, like, meat off the bone with the exception of uh, buffalo wings. I don't eat ribs or anything like that. And actually, I got so grossed out by meat at one point. I went vegan for a year. Won't do that again. But Steph is completely wrong. Meat is so good. Eat more meat. This is not a Chick-fil-A ad. Eat more beef. <laughs> Fuck Chick-fil-A. You know what? I'm going to say it. We said fuck Turfs last episode. Let's say fuck Chick-fil-A for their anti-gay fucking owners. 
Yeah, and fuck something else next episode. Fuck something. <laughs> and you know what? If it's a slasher, it'll probably be fuck this character, fucking this character. Oh, for sure. Because what the fuck was I gonna? Oh, for me, Makeup. it brings me back to um, Hellraiser. Honestly, all that oh yeah, goopy mm-hmm. body shit like that. Just na- it's nasty, but in such a good, fun way. You know what I love so much about the practical effects in this film and that film, when it comes to like the skin pulling apart, it's so rubbery. Yeah. I love it. It's it's like like a le- not not like a latex condom, but like a latex glove being pulled apart. Like you see holes ripping, yeah, and them just spreading. Ooh. Child's play. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Chucky getting his arm ripped off, and then the knife. <laughs> <laughs> the knife mm-hmm. hand just that stretchy and i know that he was he's a doll but like that was when he was turning human again so it's not completely dull shit or or the chest burster and alien whenever like um john hurt's chest bursts open as like properly like uh, god i love horror love. films yeah these are the things that we love we can talk about forever this is gonna be a long episode so this film deserved an oscar let's continue With the blistering skin. So every time something like this happens, it shows in the book, like, the step it's on to raise the abomination, right? It sounds so obscene. Well, raise the abomination. It's just, I think there's, but the abomination just has to claim five souls. I think the drawings in the book are the ways in which the possessed can sort of manipulate people. So the idea that they're pouring boiling water over themselves to try and get help or they're uh, being buried alive as a form of cleansing or separated. Oh, but that was a different, that was a different step. The yeah, buried right. alive, those were literally steps to clear the possessed of, mm-hmm. of their oppression. There's definitely illustrations in the book that reflect what's going on. I don't know if they're saying these are steps to summon the abomination. That's how as- I got as I'm sure Eric doesn't know if these are steps to summon the abomination. Well, fuck Eric. But I, I, I thought that's the way that it was laid out. But I guess, I mean, I could be wrong. But that, that I mean, that's literally what happened at the end was that the abomination was raised after the, the five things. The five people were, they had their souls consumed. I feel I like, feel like um, they were like not just people had to be possessed but these specific things because she got the wuha worm and that was the first one it is but i feel like that like this this film is so many things but with specifically the transference of um bodily fluids it reminded me very much of no 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 this is this is actually like a term that i learned um whenever we studied dracula is like this is what offended uh, Victorians so much, not necessarily the horror in it, but the fact that transfusion was such an unheard of thing and bodily fluids blending between two different people Do they are not something have... very strange. Now, I know not, damn well Victorian and... people's had sex. I know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely had sex, but not blood changing between okay, people. So not all blo- bodily fluids. Not, not all, all bodily fluids, but it's a very, it is a very like um, underscored sexual thing. It, be it blood, be it sperm, be it uh, saliva, you know, it's a very sexual thing. And for Victorians who are very prim and proper, the idea of transfusion, which is, seems to be how the demon is spread yeah. between person to person. It's like an infection. It's very, yeah, and it, it's very reminiscent, I think, of um, AIDS.
Trust me, I know this is a terrible place to leave an episode, but don't worry. Jay and I have plenty more to discuss and low-key argue about in part two of A Ghost in the Magazine versus Evil Dead. Stay tuned.